Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everybody, welcome to American Martinis. I'm Adam, here's Danielle. Hi. Hi. Um, I was, hmm, okay, rules, right? <laughs> so that's what we're talking about here. I was a little, we're very, uh, what's the word I'm Laid trying to- back? Yeah. Like, I didn't have too much, unfortunately, because we could be better about the rules, mm-hmm. right? Were you thinking that the whole time that you were going through this? Because I was, and I'm like- what were the rules? Like, what are the rules? <laughs> like, I, I can think of a few, but nothing that's like, we have these set rules for this household and this is the way it is. Like, that well, doesn't... I think we have a lot of implied rules, more generally about life and and your place yeah. in the world and, you know, how you interact with those around you. And I think our rules are more broad. We are definitely not as good with the short-term rules yeah there's no we don't have that like you know when you come home the shoes go here and like we have them but we don't enforce them right right so we have those rules but they don't exist like those aren't our kinds of rules maybe they should be and i kind of hope that they would be or hope they would be with a different wife they would have been (laughs) no i don't want a different wife okay but they would have been with a different (laughs) wife right no but no, but you, I think you make these rules more than me, but they just don't happen. Mm-hmm. You know, not, I, I, I can make the rules. I can't enforce them. Right. I don't have the energy. <laughs> I mean, you have the rules of this is where the shoes go. And then that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that That's the rule. But I There's have no... friends and, and family members who are very good at enforcing mm-hmm. those rules. And like their kids know they come home. Their shoes go in the closet or wherever, the mudroom, and they, you know, go and they sit down at the table and they get their homework done before they do anything else and they have a healthy snack. And I'm just like, please. <laughs> it sounds wonderful. Teach me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but on the other side of things, we have our implied rules and taught rules. They're not just like an implied, like to our kids. This is the way things are. You're supposed to behave, or the way you're supposed to act out in public, or with other. We actually, you know, talk these and teach these ongoing. Lee, <laughs> <laughs> is that a word? No, <laughs> but it's implied. You get the mm-hmm. you, right. But we have these things that our kids have followed, yeah, and I'm proud of for exactly. us and for them. Yes, yeah, right. Again, it makes the short. You know, our short term is not great. As far as like, and the follow through. Our? What does that mean? Uh, you said our short term. Uh, what are you doing <laughs> that I'm not seeing? <laughs> no, but I would, I would like them to be. Oh, okay. That's great. <laughs> Why don't you just wish it? Right. No happen. Every birthday when I blow up my candles. Exactly. I wish for these right. things. I right. I know. You wish that it would be a certain way, but I don't <laughs> right. see you doing anything to oh, you try have to, to make you it actually happen. actually have to do something? Exactly. Oh, that's the problem. Right. Right. Okay. Now I get it. Mm-hmm. All right. I understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So like rules is a very broad, because, you know, you asked me, you know, were there rules in my household growing up? Like, what does that mean? Like, I, I was kind of struggling with that a little bit, like, well, I'll use the same thing. Like, did I take my shoes off when I came home? Those kinds of rules. Or did I have to do my homework when I came home? Like, those are short-term, like, whatever you just said before. I think like, that those are short-term rules that instill really good lifelong habits that 
I'm quite jealous of people who can do that because I can't as a mom. I just are, I don't are, have it in me. Are you jealous? Like, do you want that to be? Hell or yeah. are you just like, oh, who gives a shit? What? Like, what? Who doesn't want their kid to come home, put their shoes in the closet, take the dog Well, for you might a walk, not care. Put, oh, I, I care. I mean, some people Especially because we have a dog who takes every shoe that's out and hides it somewhere in the house. So when it's time for the kids to find their shoes... We're like, they can be fucking anywhere. Right. We have no idea. We have one kid who follows the rules. We do. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Jonah does put his shoes where they're supposed to he go. Does. And they're there every single morning yes. for him to put on. Yes, they right. are. Okay, so you do want that. Is I that, would love that. So you're not like, like who like who cares? Well, if you're going to ask me, like, is that, you know, where is that on my, on my, on my spectrum of things that I want my kids to understand, like, throughout their lives... I think it would make things easier for them. I mean, Mia's going to be living in a dorm next year, and I'm already like feeling so awful for her roommate. Uh-huh. Because but, I agree with you, but you know, maybe they'll put her with somebody who's you know also a slob. A slob. Yeah, <laughs> but those are certain things that you know. Yeah, I would love them to have those those habits instilled in them, but I am unable to follow through. I have a terrible follow through. Like, do you think that was instilled in you? Like, is that from your upbringing? Is that the way it was when you were growing up? Probably. Yeah. I think it's also something just in me. I don't have that. I don't know if it's a gene or what. I don't have that. I don't even know. Like I always say to them, I'm like, put this away. And I'm like, they're like, I'm I'm thinking to myself, they don't know where it goes because it doesn't have a home. I'm saying put it away, but I'm not like, it goes here next to the this. next (laughs) Right, the the socks go in this drawer. The pants go in this drawer. Oh, I have that. Yeah, but the kids know. Of course. Okay, so if you say put it away, they know what that means. Well, but like, let's say, you know, when like random papers come home or they get something in the mail or I don't have a pile. I don't have a, you know, like people have folders and different drawers. I have one junk drawer and everything gets thrown in there. Mm -hmm. So there isn't any organization, I guess is the right word. And I do wish that I, that naturally came to me, you know, people who can like come over and just be like, okay, I, I'm just, I'm just going to organize. And, and I think, I think to myself, it's like a magical power. <laughs> what are your feelings on drunk drawers, by the way? Because I drunk drawers, drunk drawers, drunk drawers, junk, drunk drawer, drawers, junk drawers, uh-huh. junk drawers, junk drawers. D- you think that they should be a thing, right? Like just a drawer that you open. And Are you there houses that in. don't have a I've, junk drawer? I've been to houses where I was so impressed and incredibly jealous. Where there, I was, I, I don't know what I said. Where's a pen? Whatever it was. And they said, it's in that drawer right there. So they said, you know, go ahead, get it out of that drawer. I opened their drawer. It's section, like stamps were in one section, pens were in another. Mm-hmm organized notes were in the and other And you know section. what else there is? <laughs> Dead bodies in the closet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 of course, I would love to have, a, you know, everything in its place. Like everything needs a home. I, none of that works for me. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure you out after all these years. So you're saying, yeah, you want those things, but it's just too much work to actually make them happen. No, it's not too much work. Oh. I, I literally cannot do it. I can't. I, I don't know. It's something in my brain. And I don't know if it's a spatial thing or some kind of uh, it's like a, it's like a mental block. I'll, I'll look at a room and I'll literally be like, I'll see clutter everywhere. And I'll be like, I don't, I panic don't mode. know how yeah. to how to do that. I don't know how to, you know, make the color coded folders and keep that as a thing. I've tried. I've had professional organizers come in and, you know, I've like done it on my own and I've, it never sticks ever because I'm telling you it is, a, it is something in my brain mm-hmm. that I that don't have. You want it, but you can't do it. Correct. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I understand. Um, yeah. Going back to rules in the, in the household, I guess this is all, I don't know how it relates to short term or long term or what what it even relates to for us growing up. But, you know, when growing up back in the 80s when we were kids, you know, there were kind of like implied set rules where 
we had to come home and do our homework, right? So that was the first thing, besides taking our shoes off, of course, right, in the house. Yeah, your mom was probably excellent <laughs> at that. So that was done, and then we, I just left. I don't, you know, she kind of knew where I was. The town wasn't huge, but it was like I, I went and roamed the town with my friends. We were playing kickball in the streets, and it was like, okay, I know it's almost time for dinner. I have to go home. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think it was kind of an unspoken rule, but it was like, you just be home for dinner. That was the rule, you know, like the which, street lights. Yeah. When the street lights came on, it's mm-hmm. time to go home. You know, so that I had trouble kind of, that's one that I thought of, but I had trouble remembering what rules were in the house. I even like text my mom and was like, did we have rules when I was mm-hmm. a kid? She's like, I don't remember mm-hmm. whether, you know, it was like, yeah, you do your homework or you have to go to bed early or something mm-hmm. like there was no I don't remember rules yeah you know I think it was a different time but like did you have a curfew when you were older yeah the light street yeah the street no, but lights. I mean when you were well I guess you were boarding school well so. I was gonna get to that too um you know because I in high school I was in boarding school so I didn't live at home right so my rules were way stricter I think than the norm Right. Like we were regimented. We had a schedule. It was this is what you do from this time to this. Like we were all in our rooms at eight o'clock until whatever doing homework. And there were no distractions. We didn't have phones. We didn't have mm-hmm. internet. You know, mm-hmm. we, we didn't have. You didn't have a TV in your room either. No, we mm-hmm. had nothing. So we had to be in our room at our desk in our room doing homework. There was a somebody like just in college, there was an RA in the hallway, which was a teacher who lived on campus and was making sure walking up and down the halls, making sure you're doing your homework. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had to not like us with, you know, go do your homework. And we're like, okay, I hope we're doing that. And you listened because you were not a rule choice. follower. No, I wasn't. But for something like that, what choice do I have? I can't, but like, you weren't doing homework. Probably you guys were probably like listening to music and, um, I, I think we actually were doing like the, oh, there was okay. no, there was no choice. Okay. You know? uh-huh. it, it wasn't like, you know, military school, right. you know, but it, there's nothing else to do. I can't like sneak out. Mm-hmm. Don't know. I'm not there. Did you smoke in your room, in your dorm room? Well, so <laughs> I had that too. You, you asked me also like, um, where is it? Were there any rules that I broke growing up? And that was a big one. So did I smoke in my room? Yes. What we did was we opened the window. We had, remember tapestries? Yeah, of course. We had, you know, so we had tapestries in the dorm. Easily lit on fire. (laughs) All over the dorm, you know, covering the window. So we'd we'd go behind the tapestry with a fan, you know, a room fan plugged Mm -hmm. in that goes out the window and smoke into the fan. And it would, I don't get it, like, it obviously stunk. Mm-hmm. They knew we we would go into the sh- we had a our bathroom had a shower that you know four shower heads just a big room that four guys would shower at the same time with vents in the shower. We'd go into the shower and smoke cigarettes into the vent in the bathroom, like it was nothing. It was like let's go have a cigarette and we'd go into the bathroom into the shower and smoke into the vent. Like how did we? And you didn't get, get caught once of a thousand times. But you always had like Saturday morning, like what was it? Like yeah, the work details. Work details. Yeah, it was like paint this fence or you know rake these leaves mm-hmm. or you know eight o'clock in the morning on a Saturday we'd have to get up and go do that. Yeah, Were they that teaching was... you karate in secret. <laughs> so you know that was <laughs> for paint the fence. You know, getting caught smoking or mm-hmm. missing your homework this many times. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Stupid. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the fact that the shit that we did that we you think about today. Right. You'd be expelled. Like mm-hmm. you would never get into college for something like that, right? You'd be mm-hmm. expelled from school. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, you could. It was a different time. I mean, we all, I mean, I keep going on about myself here, but you know, and, again, being in boarding school, you know, we had weekends free to do what we want. We'd go into town and there was a bus stop in the town in Princeton, New Jersey. We would get on a bus, go into New York City for the day at 16 years old. Me and my friends spend a day in the city, go for sushi where they would serve us beer and whatever you know we wanted to do, and be back in time that we were supposed to be back in our rooms. You'd hitchhike back. Yeah, we we were hitchhiked to the bus oh stop. We would, like, all this shit, mm-hmm. crazy, mm-hmm. crazy. I know yeah. it really was a, a different time, and I, I think 
in my house, there, again, like you said, you couldn't really think of any specific rules. There weren't, you know, my dad and my mom and my dad, if you've listened to their episodes, they're opposites, right? My dad is extremely, you know, he's regimented, he's responsible, he's got all, you know, his whole, he had his whole life laid out in front of him by the time he was probably dating my mom, you know, when he was 17. And my mom is the exact opposite. She's like a happy-go-lucky, fly-by-the-seat-of-her-pants, you know, like just jolly person. And, um, and you know, and, and for us, I guess, luckily in some sense, my dad worked all the time. So my mom was, you know, home with us. And so we, we her rules were the only rules, right? And those were very few and far between. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she, I think is a lot like me in the fact of she's not disciplined. She's not organized. You know, she's, she, she really is an anomaly. My mother, like I always say, she's a very unique human. And, um, and so like even there are things that I think about, you know, I always, I, how many times can I say it about, you know, Best Little Horror House in Texas was my first movie in the theater. And, you know, there wasn't really any boundaries as far as content that we could consume. Obviously, it was different from now. There was no YouTube. There were, you know, four channels on the television. Um, you had to actually go to the movies to see a movie. Like, you know, th- there was, you had to have somebody go and buy you a record if you were going to listen to it or a um, tape. Um, so, you know, there were a lot more steps to consuming content than there are today. So it was a little bit Mm -hmm. easier to be lax about it. My mom's one rule was no violence, right? So like, you know, we could watch anything at all, but like, I remember the only movie I I ever remember her walking out on, you know, and saying, we got it, it's time to go was Purple Rain, Hmm. And that was because I think there's a scene I, I have to watch it again. I haven't seen it in so long, but there's a scene where I, I don't know if he hits his girlfriend or somebody hits his girlfriend. I don't know if it's Prince or somebody else. I don't quite remember, but there's some kind of like, you know, domestic violence. And my mom was like, oh, that's it. We're going. Meanwhile, there have been like four sex scenes before that. <laughs> right. Well, and, they're, they're they're happy. Right. <laughs> so, right. I mean, right. they were just consensual sex right. scenes, you know, or whatever. But that was her that was her hard no was anything with violence and i get that you know i mean i do think that um that there are certain things that i think back on like my room i was allowed to do to decorate my room however i wanted and like i remember i went to a fair i don't know maybe i was 10 11 and i won this poster it was like a big poster that it had this muscly man without his shirt on and at the top of the poster it said a hard man is good to find (laughs) (laughs) and it was like on my wall and I'm thinking back I'm sort of like I don't know maybe that was too far I I don't know I don't know what my parents thinking was but even my dad I mean he would come into my room and see and I know I had other similar I had other similar kinds of posters that I don't quite remember, but I know, like, I definitely had some questionable stuff on my walls, mm-hmm. and nobody ever said anything. And yeah, but wasn't like every poster of the '80s? It was either like hot girls in front of Lamborghinis or guys in like a speedo, you know, with words like that on the poster. I or, guess so. I don't I feel like that's know. so '80s, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I just know that. You know, I was, well, I was going to say I wouldn't let Mia, but I guess we don't have to worry about that. She's not going to have that poster in her room. But, you know, well, I she might have the girl with the Lamborghini. She might. <laughs> you, know? you know, but I would even for her or the guys or whatever, I would sort of be like, all right, we don't need to go there. <laughs> you know, like, let, let's let's yeah. have some let's have some boundaries here. And I think you know, different times. Like, I think that was times, I think yeah. that was kind of ex- acceptable, you know, questionable, maybe yes or no. But it was more mainstream more mm-hmm. norm you know i guess so because they didn't and nobody ever said anything to yeah. me about it so so that that sort of explains a little bit about you know how lax they were with with stuff. yeah well, yeah one thing before we go to break um I, I find it interesting that you and i were kind of similar for different reasons as kids in our houses we both you know at age 12 i was doing my own laundry i was cooking for myself I, you know, and I love doing it. I was happy doing it. I mean, you were very similar, right? But 
you, I, I think you were doing it because you had to. Correct. I was doing it because I wanted to. And I think we were taught, that, like, I saw what was happening with my mom and my house, like, doing that stuff. And not for the same reason, but I enjoyed doing that, so I did it, right? And, like, I saw it as being the norm. You did it out of necessity because mm-hmm. you had to cook for yourself or clean for yourself because yeah. no one else was doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But, but we were both doing that, as, like, as early as kids mm-hmm. for such different reasons, which I think is fascinating because our kids don't do shit. It's true. Well, right? uh, but... We'll get there. Okay. But all right. let's take a break. All right. We'll be right back. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So my mom was definitely was definitely not strict. And she always played by her own rules. I mean, you know, as far as, again, the content goes and everything. And my friends were not seeing the same movies that I was for the most part, mm-hmm. you know, at, and when they would come over, I don't think that I was allowed to show them that kind of thing. But there were certain things that I had wished my mom was, I wish she had sort of followed certain societal rules, right? She did everything by her own, you know, agenda. And, and she, she sort of, time for my mom has never really been a, um, it has never it's never really been a guide for her as far as like deadlines and pickup times mm-hmm. and you know she's sort of just like i'm not even sure she knows what time of day it is most of the especially <laughs> now that she's you know like in a retirement community and yeah, everything well now, now she's allowed i mean it's okay you know i guess yeah i guess i would say it's time and it's fine like she she deserves like to not yeah. know but right. i guess you know but she didn't you know like Pickup times were sort of optional for her. <laughs> you know, I'd be at field hockey practice and, you know, she was she never came anywhere on time. And um, and that was hard. That was definitely hard to like be, you know, and this wasn't nobody stayed and waited with you back then. Right. Um, There's no cell phones. You know, I guess you could go to the pay phone, but probably like the school was locked. And um, and that was really that always really was hard for me. That, that frustrated me to the point where like now if I'm going to even be a minute late for the kids, I like have a panic attack. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. Yeah. And if nothing pisses me off more than when I am like a minute or two late and I get a text like, where are you? I'm like, oh, dude, you don't even know. <laughs> right. You do not even know. Um, and, and, you know, and so that that was tough. And my mom would do certain things like, you know, she would like go on the treadmill with her. You know, she, I don't think she owned sneakers because she wasn't actually exercising on the treadmill. She was just sort of like walking, holding on with, you know, like casual heels on. <laughs> and, you know, it was just like her time to watch Donahue or Oprah or whatever. And, you know, so there were certainly things that I was I, I there were times when I wanted her to kind of be more mainstream and mm-hmm. have these these disciplined rules. But for the most part, I I, I do think that um, there were rules like we definitely knew that we had to have good manners. Um, you know, we had to be well mannered when we were places we had to be. We had to treat everybody we interacted with, you know, with kindness and graciousness. And both my parents did that. My dad as a doctor. I think he was known as being just a gracious, kind man. And my mom, you know, just always like a smile on her face and everything. And um, so I think that we we from a young age were very good at interacting with with people of all ages and, you know, all different people. Um, so that was one thing I think that was like one of those implied rules that we just knew that when we were out in the world, that's how we treated people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and I think that we've sort of passed that on a little bit. Not a little bit. I think kids. that's our implied rule to our kids. I mean, I think that's what we've instilled in our kids that is so important to us. Yeah. As opposed to this is where your sneakers go when you get home or, you know. Yes. I mean, we want you to clean your room, but 
you didn't, but you were, you know, nice to everybody that you met today and right. you know, friendly and said hello and treated people with, re- with respect. You know, those right. are the things. Yeah. And I talked a little bit about this on Aaron and Oliver's podcast last week, but the whole religion thing, you know, my dad was very religious, you know, J- Jewish, and my mom was not religious, but still, you know, sort of obviously like she wanted to raise Jewish kids and she wanted to marry Jewish and everything. But I think because of their just the differences in how they viewed religion and again, my dad being gone so much, my mom... um you know, I think there were certain things that like, like, for instance, we didn't eat bacon in the house or we didn't eat bacon, mm-hmm. you know, when we were younger. <laughs> Until you met me. Until I met you. <laughs> right. right. I really didn't. Um, although my grandfather ate, my mom's dad ate bacon. So I think when he, we were with him, maybe we would eat it. Um, but, you know, we didn't do that, but we would eat a cheeseburger, which is not kosher. Or we wouldn't eat ham, but we would eat shellfish, which isn't kosher. You know, so it was like an a la carte kind of well, it was religious a, it experience. Was a, a non-pork diet. Right, right. right. <laughs> so, pork, I guess, was like the ultimate yeah. non-kosher thing. But yeah, and doesn't Chris Rock did like an amazing bit on that, didn't he? Like back on bring the, was it Bring the Pain? That was one of his shows. Yeah, right? but I don't remember it. Right? Yeah, he he was saying how you know back in the day, you know people didn't eat pork and it was like but today we got saran wrap <laughs> you know like we got refrigerators it's right. okay it's right. okay to eat pork you right. know right. i don't remember the bit whatever right. but it was it was amazing it was great yeah and for some people you know if that's what you believe i i'm on board you do whatever's good for you you know but i kind of liked the i liked the a la carte kind of like religious experience but but there were certain things that um i think now I I have adopted or we have adopted our own rules with it. You know, what works, yeah. what doesn't. Well, yeah, I wanted to touch upon that too. And I want to get a, into that just a little bit more mm-hmm. later because that whole a la carte religion thing I think is so important and so underutilized right now. And I mean, forever, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to more of that later. Yeah, but also everybody has, you know, their own look. If that's there are my people point. who are, love, you know, that's their that's their life is is being fantastic for yeah. them, you know. Yeah. Like couldn't be happy for them. Yeah. And that's my point. Right. So right. but as far as like the religious quote unquote <clears throat> rules for me and my family we were growing up, you know, my mother came from a very religious kosher home. Uh my dad not so much, but you know, it was, you know, Jewish home. But for us, it was, you know, high holidays. You know, you, you get dressed up. You go to temple for the holidays. You're home. You do holidays with the family. And that was the most of it. And it was, yeah, you know, and kind of instilled in us, you know, marry Jewish, you know. And I always thought to myself, you know, I don't love the temple. This is not for me. I don't, you know, I don't want to be part of it. Not part of Judaism at all, but you know, like the, the religious, we talked about this before, so I don't even need to get into all that, but, um, it was kind of very, um, selective and strict at the same point or at the same time. They were very strict about the stuff that they observed. Yeah. So at the same time it was, you know, very relaxed what it could have been, but it was strict in terms of, you know, what they believed it should be for us. Yeah, I think a lot of I I think part of it has to do with society modernizing a little bit. You know, I said in the last in one of that last episodes also that I think that some of it has to do with the fact that politics now takes up and consumes so much of our attention and our, you know, our bandwidth as far as like if you are someone who is political or I mean look even if you just are alive (laughs) you know the politics today are a completely different ball game than when we were growing up and and I think that it it can be a little all-consuming if you're involved in all that and if you're trying to pass messages on to your kids there has to be a balance because it can't just be a constant you just can't be constantly lecturing your kids about everything and you know there on the other hand there can't be a thousand rules and a thousand you know talks to them and and this is why you need to you know this is why we believe this or this or blah, blah, blah. like I think that you have to balance it and so I think 
for some people, religion is taking on a different meaning a little bit. Um, and, and, you know, I think depending on where it is in your, in your life, like, I think you, you sometimes in order to balance everything, you kind of have to pick and choose a little bit depending on, look, obviously if you grow up very religious and you're, if, and you're, um, committed to that, then that's great. But I think for, for some of us who maybe didn't have that same passion about it when we were younger, now sort of we can kind of be like, okay, we can do the a la carte. And there are, you know, look, I don't, when I'm in a temple, I don't feel closer to God. You know, I love being in a temple for certain reasons at certain times. I, you know, the, the prayers are familiar to me and, you know, I know that it's, it's meaningful to my dad and everything, but I feel closer to God kind of like when I'm hiking with the dogs or... You feel closer to God? Yeah, like to whatever spiritual force there is, you know, that that's when I feel closer to nature and spirituality and whatever, when I'm like in nature mm-hmm. um, or when we're having coffee in the morning. Like I just, I guess I just feel closer to... Um, your happy place, <laughs> your being. Your I guess so, yeah, yeah. Or my... uh, what makes you shine. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All those things. Yeah. I mean, um, call it God, call it, you know, Danielle, call it whatever you want. Right, right. It's your place. Right, right. So, so... But at the same time, I do feel close to my ancestors when I am, you know, when when we're making chicken soup or when we are with the family around the high holidays. And I do, you know, I I do have those things. I don't fast on Yom Kippur. Our kids don't fast on Yom Kippur. But yet they know what Yom Kippur is about, Um, you know, and we take it as kind of a family day to be together. But, you know, I just, I think that we sort of, but it's interesting, I, I, I recently read something that said um, traditions are just peer pressure from our ancestors, which I thought was interesting. You know, traditions like. Paper. All right. It sounds very Jewish. No, I think it's all, <laughs> I think like it's. the guilt, like the Jewish guilt. Well, you, you know? can say that about so many religions. Okay. People will say there's I'm Catholic only guilt with, and right. there's, but, but I think that, that. You know, there is a little bit of, okay, there's just like anything. We kind of have to, some of us want to change with the times a little bit. And 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 society is different and things are different. And um, so, you know, I think there is a little bit of like, uh, okay, I'm going to do what works for us. And, mm-hmm. and one day our kids hopefully will retain the things that are important to them from the religion and from the traditions and let go of what's not important and i think that's okay yeah i mean look i i've i've always felt sorry for myself i feel sorry for my kids i feel sorry for anybody who celebrates all of these high holiday jewish uh traditions or you know holidays whatever they're all about pain and suffering and going to temple to atone atone for your sins and and this is what all, this awful thing happened to the Jews how many years ago? And this is what we're cel- celebrating. You know, like we're not celebrating, we're remembering. We're, mm-hmm. you know, and I was comparing to my friends who were celebrating Christmas and Easter and like having a great time and having fun. And, you know, I was looking at this the, the other day. You know, in our store, you know, we have seasonal goods that we sell, right? So we have Passover stuff, we have Easter stuff, and I'm comparing the two and I'm looking and I'm thinking to myself, all right, so for Easter, we have these bunnies, there's chocolates, there's all this fun stuff, and they're going to do egg hunts, and they're going to do... And then I look over at my Passover section, and I'm looking at, like, these wearable things for kids to, like, while they're at Seder, Passover Seder dinner, you know. Like, my first Seder. And and it's like, make your own headband, and one of them is, like, boils on someone's hands. <laughs> <laughs> and frogs. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I'm looking at my, like, they try to make it fun in yeah. nursery school and everything. And like these, poor, like these poor kids, like these kids mm-hmm. are celebrating Easter, are decorating eggs and we're wearing boils on our heads. <laughs> you know, right, like right. that's what we but have. There is something to be said for, you know, look, but my dad, what my dad would say is, you know, we're, we're constantly reminded Jews are what 0.01 of right. the world population, or I don't know if I have that statistic right, but something like that, you know, and, and there is sort of this, you know, look, we do, we don't want the traditions and the, and the history to die out, right? So on the one hand, 
there is that that we need to keep doing this just like any any um culture that you know you you want to remember and you want to even though maybe it's not still applicable to your lifestyle you don't want to forget and so there is that responsibility right well that's why that whole married jewish thing makes sense so we can procreate and keep the thing going right because we are such a low part of the population Mm -hmm. that part of it might be like hey let's keep jews happening you know let's Mm -hmm. keep them in the world and if you don't marry jewish we're just gonna you know phase Mm -hmm. out so i get it for that reason Mm -hmm. you know but it's it doesn't make sense to me for all the other reasons, mm-hmm. you know, like find the person you love. Yeah. That's what matters. Yeah. But on the other hand, we got to keep the Jewish population happening. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. No, it's 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 all it's all complicated. And especially, yeah. you know, when when our, our society is modernizing and there's, you know, a lot of other things to consider when finding a partner. And it's you know, you're not just surrounded, you know, you're not in a, a, a shtetl or a village with, you know, all other Jews, there's a ton of other people. You just threw out shtetl, by the way. Shtetl, yeah. <laughs> My grandmother was from a shtetl. Yeah, it's like a small village. Right. Okay, let's move on from the religious yes. aspect of this. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's let's get into a little bit of society and the rules and the norms that are happening today. I think it's fun. Let's let's talk about some that we need to get rid of. Do you have that? Mm-hmm. All right. What? Want to go one for one? All right, yeah, let's do that. I just have a few things. Yeah, just some. I yeah, I just did whatever came to the top of my head, right. too, because there's there are a lot, right. but, and but I, have, I don't want to get into all I have them. some, like, small basic things to kind of bigger things, and this is where I got into the religion. I just said we should get, you know, move away from the religion, but this is kind of where I put this, too. But let me start small. Can we Can we get rid of shaking hands? Can that be done? I love the fist bump. Mm-hmm. I hate the shaking hands. I see what people do to their hands. I see what people use their hands for in public, you know, all over the I don't want to shave your hand. That's, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Just you just, want a fist bump. Just commit a bump. Right. I'm happy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Shaking hands is kind of back. It was gone for a little but, bit. I mean, I thought COVID was going to get rid of shaking no. hands forever. I think it's just been around. I wonder what the origin of that is. We should look that up. That'd be interesting for research. I looked. I looked up shaking hands a little bit and then it like kind of rabbit holed into other articles and things about if a man is shaking a woman's hand or if a man approaches the woman first or if the woman approaches the man, like who shakes, who extends their arm first? Is it okay to let the woman shake a man's? Like, Well, there are certain situations where it's definitely not okay to fist bump, like an interview. Oh, right, you totally be able to fist. Bump I know, but you cannot go into an interview and fist bump. <laughs> right, but you sure. have to shake hands. Or just, but I, and how is that ever going to go how about away? A, how about a salute? Like, how you doing? Oh, you know, no way. <laughs> I don't want a salute. <laughs> just give somebody the finger. As usual, the Japanese have it right. Just bow. Right. Uh, you know. Right. No contact. Right. No. You know. Right. <laughs> they just right. know how to do shit. Right. You know? No, and I, I that's mean, I guess the fist bump is good or like a, what's up? Yeah, what's you know, up? What's yeah. up? <laughs> you know, peace. But uh, yeah. I don't know that that's ever going to go away because if COVID didn't do it, right. I don't know what will. I thought it was done. Mm-hmm. I, hate the, I hate the handshake. Mm-hmm. And I, I got to do it. You know? Yeah, I think everybody to some extent, you know, that's the first thing. Kind of, you know, I... I definitely, when Mia was interviewing for colleges and stuff, absolutely. When the person came out to interview her, she, I was like, you, you extend your hand and shake that person's hand. Yeah. And I'm not you a germaphobe. You can't be like, oh, you know what? Can we fist bump instead? <laughs> yeah. I, so that's why Did you, you wash to, you before? Go with, you go in with the fist first before. But, you know, I'm not a germaphobe in any way. As a matter of fact, I, I was the first to, as fast as possible to take off the mask so I can get the germs and get my immune system going. You know, like oh, I Lord. am not in any way mm. scared of germs or anything like that. I just think it's gross. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. you know, guys' hands are sweaty and gross and they yeah. pick their nose and their ears and scratch their balls, scratch their balls and their mm-hmm. asshole. Like, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. A, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I mean, hi, uh, I mean, even like high fives, I guess, are, I don't know. I mean, I like a high five. It's fun. <laughs> right. But right. yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, well, uh, for, for me, one thing that always sticks with me is about, this is sort of, I guess, very specific, but visiting the hospital or someone's home after a baby's been born. Yeah, I totally get that. 
I, I'm going to, same thing with the handshake, I'm going to assume sort of that COVID has done a little bit of that for us, right? Like hospitals are probably the most strict places as far as letting visitors now mm-hmm. and everything. But I'll just never forget, you know, first of all, I had postpartum with Mia. I didn't want anybody near me. Um, you know, my sister, you, our family, whatever. Like that was fine. But I'll never forget that when Ian, after Ian was born, and I had C-sections, so I was in the hospital for four days. The day after he was born, they came to take him to the NICU unexpectedly because he was having some breathing mm-hmm. issues. Like 10 minutes after they came and took him to the NICU, your parents' best friends walk in to the room and are like, where's the baby? I'm like, first of all, what the fuck are you doing here? (laughs) Like no call, no asking, nothing. And and I don't blame them because I think that's just how it has always been. Right. They're just trying to do the right thing. That's just the the general. Yeah. Yeah. That is the, you know, quote unquote, nice thing to do from their generation and everything. But I was like, all I wanted to do was cry. Like, literally, I just wanted them to get out so I could just cry. My baby was just taken to the NICU. I'm already hormonal. I'm, you know, I'm hurting from the C-section. I just literally wanted to be by myself and cry. And now I have to, like, entertain them and act like everything's fine. And I'm not completely freaked out that my baby was just taken to the NICU. And, you know, I just, like, I just wanted to be like, can you leave? But of course I couldn't. Right. I had to be courteous I, and nice and I mean, now we would, but when we're oh, twenty of course. Nine years old. Yeah, and it's my right. in law's best friend. You know, I'm like yeah. I'm not going there. But I, I just I feel like, you know, first of all, if you're gonna show up, show up with groceries or whatever it is, you know, don't just walk like like do something <laughs> that's helpful. Right. And also I just think, you know, we need to be like, listen, I totally get it. I am. I want to come see the baby when you are ready. That should be the phrase. You please let me know when you are ready, whether it's in two days, two weeks, you know, maybe two months, whatever it is. You you need to be in control of when you are ready because it is a really hard time. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like, yes. There needs to stop being this, oh, my God, a baby was born. We have to go visit it. Yeah. So. No. I I know very specific, but that is something that has always stayed with me that I try to think about of, like, you let me know when you're ready. Don't just, like, they literally just showed up at the hospital. Mm -hmm. I I agree with you 100%. You should have kicked him out. (laughs) You were probably weren't even there. Probably getting a sandwich or something. You probably weren't even there. Uh, oh please! <laughs> I was there. I was sleeping there. I was constantly. I, I did all the good stuff. I I, I was <laughs> okay. good. I, I was a good husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. One that we haven't talked about in a long time, but one thing that needs to just go the fuck away is diamond engagement rings. I'm saying it. I don't know if anybody else is. Every, I don't give a shit. Every woman waiting for their their fiance to propose to them right now, or their their yeah, boyfriend okay. to propose, hates you right Too now. Fucking bad. They're, hates you. They're a scam. They're bloody. There's a competition of who's is bigger. However many months salary these poor guys are having to like poor guys. It's well, they're the ones guys. buying. But it's it, also women buying. Right. Okay. Oh, welcome. Right. Welcome to current times. I understand. I get it. I apologize. People have to spend so many X months of salary to like, and, and they're not worth anything. They're not, they, there's no value to these things, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just the whole thing makes no, it, it was an advertising campaign. That's what this is all about. It's insane. Stop it. If you want to spend money on your partner, do it in a way that they can appreciate. I, I would think more than a ring on their finger. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I fucking hate them. On, an, on the same kind of um, subject, don't you think it's time we update vows? Like, it's the same vows from I don't know when. I mean, I know a lot of places have taken out honor and obey, like a lot of religion. I don't even know what vows are. Like, I don't know. It's like, I, I you know, um, till death do us part and this and that. Like, I just think they needed to be like, I know a lot of people write their own vows now. A lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing needs to be updated. It is so outdated. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm I mean, sure if I read it or heard it or I'm sure. Yeah, I feel like it, we but. need to have like a, you know, 2.0 vows, just yeah. a new let's just do it over. Well, especially since what? How much more than 50% of marriages end up in divorce, so d- till death do us part. I right. mean, it should be like till we decide not to be married anymore right. till us part. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just think in so many ways we need they need to be redone. Like it just it's outdated and and I love that people write their own vows. I I think there's a lot of pressure, but um I think it's awesome, but I also think that 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 they need to be modernized and made to fit a more general population now that we have all these different kinds of relationships mm-hmm. and everything. I I just think that oh my god. And I love by the way that what was it who was who did we talk to long t- two years three years ago? About millennial weddings, how weddings oh, have Sarah, changed. Big kid problems, Sarah Mer- Merrill. Yeah, she's a baby now. Oh wow. Okay. Right. But that's one thing that I think is incredible. That you know, the millennials were changing weddings, right? Mm-hmm. From that tradition, like the what we had, like that traditional. But not the vows. Right. But but at least they're taking a step to change a wedding from mm-hmm. that formal traditional. Yeah. Every person wedding that's the same over and over, mm-hmm. like. And they're doing fun, unique. Like that's yeah. at least a change that I think is definitely. Great. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. We 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 well we have more of these, but let's take a break and okay. we'll be right back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This one I think has started a little bit, maybe, is um, I think there needs to be a movement that starts to normalize homes looking like people live there. Yeah, I, I was. I think that's happening a little bit. Well, yeah. that was like you know Marie Kondo, who is the one who did that, um, the magical, the magic of tidying up. Okay. Where like you you hold something if it doesn't bring you joy you throw it out or whatever. She was like the organizational guru, like the powerhouse of organization. A Netflix show, a book, you know all this stuff. And she recently came forward. Recently, I think like last week, came forward and was like, "Yeah, I'm, my house kind of doesn't look like that anymore. Like my kid, I have kids now, and mm-hmm. you know I've just sort of adopted this messier lifestyle, and I'm happy with that." Okay, I I agree with it to a point. You know, like, th- I think certain things should be kept, right? No. I mean, you don't have to have your vibrators sitting out. <laughs> but, like, I think that for people, you know, look, if someone were to call me, which I would never want them to do, and be like, I'm stopping over in 10 minutes, don't ever do that to somebody. But I would freak out. You know, like mm-hmm. I think I would have people over so much more if I really thought that they could come in and I didn't have to, like, clean up first. I just okay. want people to walk in. Look, we're five people, two dogs, two cats. I mean, <laughs> right. we don't have live and help. We don't have like we are a normal, regular family like and and it is just hard. We both work and, you know, the kids are have friends over all the time. And like it's just a normal lived in house. I wouldn't say, you know, we're not hoarders or anything, but. It certainly looks like five people, two dogs, and two cats live there, mm-hmm. and maybe a few others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But some people but living just, in the basement. And, I, you know. I, I don't know. I just like I, I. For me, I'm more comfortable, honestly, in a house that looks lived in. Like I want to walk in your house and see that you are not, you know, a perfect individual. I just feel more comfortable with that environment and person, and that's just my, you know, that's my comfort zone. But I also just want like it to be normalized. Like, yeah, I got a lot of shit sitting around because I got a lot of fucking live things living in my house. <laughs> right, a lot of things to take care of. Yeah, like, a lot of things to feed. And there, and a lot and, of things to clothe. And you'll notice I said live because I have spent my time and effort keeping them alive, and not so much, you know, getting rid of the clutter on the kitchen counter. Like, I am 
doing something right because you know the kids are alive voila <laughs> but the animals are alive well yeah most of them yeah yeah but you know i just i just think we need to make it uh i i get it like do i know people say that all the time like oh you don't have to worry about it but then i think they walk in and they're like oh yeah this is pretty bad <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know i just think we need to st- like every show on hgtv and whatever is you know, a renovation, a perfect looking house, a, blah, blah, a dream home. Blah, blah, blah. Like, let's normalize just like regular homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was recently talking to one of your older friends who um, used to babysit for her kids. She's a realtor. Don't call her older. You're, she's older than us. I know. Not old. I didn't Mature. say old. Mature. Older doesn't mean old. Mature. Mature sounds worse to me. Does. Older than us. Yeah, she's not older. mature than us. Maybe she probably is. Yeah. Most people are mature than us. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so, you know, she's a realtor and she's talking about listing houses and, you know, staging houses and all that stuff. And I was thinking to myself, like, oh my God, if I ever had to think about this, I don't know what we would do. Like, we can't list our, like, what it looks like. Well, and we've done it five times. <laughs> we, you know, before in other houses, and it's been a nightmare. Right. And I was thinking about, like, this is a lived in house. And she said, like, well, that's how it should be. You're not, you know, if you're not yeah, listening to your house. Seen our house <laughs> that's what I said. I was thinking no of myself. Way. There's like, no way. This. We could never list our house but, right now. It would take hours and hours. We've and only been here days. two years. It uh, would take yeah. hours and, I mean, days and days, mm-hmm. days, and days. to declutter yes. and get it even to the point where it could be staged. Right. And but but and where she, would everything go? We'd have to run a fucking storage unit somewhere. But, but she, when she said to me, like, yeah, it, but it shouldn't be. You live there, you know, that kind of like caught, like it triggered something in me like, yeah. Yeah, no, she doesn't. No, like. no, I babysat her kids. I know what lived in means to her. It's gotcha. very clean. All right. So I didn't understand properly then, mm. I guess. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving up, let's go, I guess, a little bit quicker on the next ones. Uh, for me, again, excessive tipping needs to stop. In my opinion, if everybody's working, they should be paid. They should be paid a wage, Right. Whatever that is, that's a whole nother topic. But this tipping thing is out of fucking control. You mean like the the iPads at the place where you ordered a bagel and they yeah they, want you to tip? Them. Yeah, whatever. Like yeah, you go order a thing at a counter and they turn over that you pay with your card. Do you want to leave like eighty percent, ninety percent, or three thousand percent? You mm-hmm. know, and they're watching you as you do this or no tip. You know, but but not even like things that you know people that you not even like in a restaurant people where you know they're making a livable. I, I, li- I don't want to say living wage. Like I don't. I know that's debatable, living wage or not. But they're making an income, right? Whatever. And everybody's expect like everybody. You're supposed to tip everything now. Like everybody, if somebody comes here to do a thing, you're always like, do I tip them? Do I tip them? Like, am I, how much should I tip? Them? I'm a and sucker I'm like, now no. for like, sometimes you go places and they do such creative things. Like I was at a place recently, a coffee shop and, um, they said, um, and they had two tip jars and it, one was team Ross and one was team Rachel. So you put your tip in the one like that you, right. you know, or, but like, yeah, I, I know, I, I but it's just it's a way so to get cute. a fucking okay, tip. Okay. But like, at least you're being creative about it. I mean, and as, I don't know, as much as things caught, like, I don't know. Like, I, I just think. No, I was team Rachel. Enough of this. You know, like, especially like DoorDash. They add on all of it. Like, it's the recommended tip is $19, you know, to deliver the thing, you know. And if you don't want to do it, the other option is 17 You know, it's like, what's the fucking difference? I'll pay them whatever I want and I don't have to leave my fucking house. You want $19? I'll give you $19. Yeah, but two years ago, it was 5 you know, and now it's 19. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's getting so out of, like, I, mm-hmm. I think tipping is out of control. Mm-hmm. Can we just pay for the thing and that's it and we're done? Can we can we stop the awkward feeling of the tipping? I think, aren't we, the, like, all the other countries, they don't do this, right? You go to Europe, it's like, you're not supposed to tip. Isn't right, that true? they probably make more money. Okay, fine. So let's yeah, yeah, let's yeah. do that. Yeah. You know, like well, I but get- then wait, wait a minute. But then you're you're paying on some ends because you have to. I'd rather you know, go- you're paying more for your meal. I'd rather go to a restaurant and pay more for the meal than pay less and have to worry about tipping. Mm-hmm. I'd rather pay more for things that are people are supposed to be tipped than worry about that awkward 
weird tipping thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. And I think it would become... No- like, I think if you went to a restaurant and the prices were 20% more, we'd all freak out for a month. Well, they already are. And then it would become normalized. You know, if you pay more and don't have to worry about the tip. Okay. So that, that's what I'm saying. Okay. And then pay your... If you're charging more for the meal, you know, you're, you're, you can now, as an owner of a restaurant, I'm simplifying everything. I understand that. But you should be able to pay your staff a regular wage mm-hmm. instead of a low wage because you expect they expect tips. Mm-hmm. Right? So the customer is still paying for that salary that the restaurant owner doesn't have to because probably because they can't afford it. I get it. Well, that's There's like not people a lot of always say about shipping. Just include it in the fucking price. Yeah, don't, I don't want to pay extra for shipping just included in the price. I don't want to know. That's different. Oh. Because shipping has a fixed fee, right? So you, you have to pay the shipping provider to ship that thing. Got where it. tipping is not. Tipping is a suggested, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's stop there. Go ahead. What else you got? And I guess the last thing. Well, I don't have anything else for that. Should I go on? I, I, I teased the religion thing. Should I go into it or not? I feel like I we went into thing. religion a lot. All right. You know what? We did the religion thing in the episode. Like, we, we did enough. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. It's not necessary. It doesn't matter. Um, I wanted to do, if someone asked our kids what our family's rules are, what do you think they would say? Either, like, directly or implied. What do you think our kids would say our, our, like our family household rules are? They would say what rules? There's mm-hmm. rules? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, we said it before. I think to us, our rule is be respectful to others. That's, you know, be a good person. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. That's all I can think of because we don't have all those short term rules. We don't, we don't, we have them. We don't enforce them. Right. So they do, in my opinion, an amazing job with being respectful and being a good person. And that matters to me more than all those other things, which would be nice if they did too. And hopefully they'll learn in time. But I'm happy with the fact of what we've instilled in them with, you know, being res- being a respectful person in society. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think as far as, look, the content thing is, is a lot trickier today because, you know, there are certain things I, I mean, our, our kids, they do watch a lot of, We've shown them movies from, you know, they've seen American Pie and they've seen, I mean, you know, like lots of movies that maybe are were questionable for their age or whatever. But now the content thing is a little bit harder because we have so little control over what they're watching. So, you know, a little bit I have said to the kids, you know, especially Ian, because I know what I know where he's headed with content sometimes and like you know I think he's probably watching more a little bit more mature like you know things about sports or YouTubers or this or that like I just think it gets into territory in their for you page that is probably more mature than they should be seeing right it starts with the language and then it yeah. Goes from right. there to other right. things. And they know that there's certain language that they're never allowed to say, mm-hmm. um, you know, with us or even with their friends. I mean, and I really hope they stick to that. I know Mia and Joda do, but I'm hoping Mia, Ian does too. But, you know, for instance, like he did recently come up to me a few weeks ago and he asked me who Andrew Tate is. Do you know who Andrew Tate is? Mm, I know the name. He's like a former kickboxer who, you know, turns social media influencer. He like indoctrinates boys into these no. ultra masculine okay. misogynistic no, no, no. assholes. And he asked me who he was. I was so glad because I have said to him, you know, if there's something you see that's questionable, please come and talk to me about it. Mm-hmm. And so he said, who's Andrew Tate? And, you know, and it was good because we talked about it. And, you know, I said, you are never to listen to anything he says or watch, you know, any of those videos or anything. And I explained to him, we like researched it a little bit and went online and looked him up and, you know, he saw why he was so terrible. But it is the type of thing where like that is something they come across now that we never would have come across when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Right. It was a much, you know, smaller, narrower, more fixed, controllable world of content. And so those kinds of things are scary. And the fact that like, I want to be loose like my mom and replicate that a little bit, you know, in that like, you know, I'm not, I don't care, you know, curse. I don't care. You know, 
Don't with, call with don't call girls bitches. Don't call you know like that kind of stuff. No, but you know you want to say like oh shit or you know motherfucker or whatever. F- fine with us exactly. Right. There's a time and a place for right. everything. Um, but th- something like that was a little bit scary because you know that that he is that Andrew Tate is known for he, people get sucked into his indoctrination i mean he is there's a reason why he's you know as big as he is he's actually been arrested he was arrested with his brother recently that's a whole other thing but you know when he asked me that i got scared because i was sort of like oh my god like he's 14 and he's like how's he getting access to like how did he find out about yeah it just showed up on his tiktok this guy andrew tate talking on his for you page and I was just like, okay, now I want to like go in and see what else is, what is he looking at and everything, which is obviously something we should be doing from time to time. But, you know, that to me was sort of like, okay, our boundaries have to be different than what our parents were. Our rules have to be yeah, different. Well, yeah. Like you said, the access to information and the access to yeah. content is infinite at this yeah. point. You and know. so when I when, when when we talked about it, I said, I'm so glad you came to me and asked me that. You are always to do that. I don't care what it is on the other end. You know, how uncomfortable you think it is. You have to come and talk to me or mm-hmm. dad. Yeah, and I think we're also either lucky or smart or whatever we did. They have a good judge of character. They know when somebody's bad or not, right. I think. Right. And they know whatever they're saying, whether their intent is good or bad or real or not. Like, I, I think... You know, that's a really powerful thing to have when you're viewing this content that they know, like, oh, this guy's full of shit or she doesn't mm-hmm. make sense or, you know, whatever. And yeah, I think they they're definitely good with know our values yeah. in the home. I mean, to the point where, like, I have actual posters up, like, saying, you know, about what our values are. And, you know, I know some families make rules and then get them turned into, like, print and put them on their walls. They all do it together. I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think think that 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 is one thing. If you sort of are proactive about letting the kids know what is acceptable and what is not by also modeling it, I think yeah, then it's easier. But um, but definitely that was like that scared me when he came to me and was like, "Who is Andrew?" That scared the shit out of me. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Like, are we ending on that? Yeah. Shit, that's I, well, I guess. So. But no, I do have a question about school rules, by the way. Which some of these that just, could be a whole episode. No sense. All right, so let me start with at least one because this just happened a week ago, and I don't understand. So maybe if you explain to me, I will understand. I probably don't understand. That. All right, so back to Ian again, right? So he just recently was he late yeah. too many days to school? Yeah. Was that the thing? And seven he, days since the beginning of the year. It's, that he was it's late February. Okay, now, so seven days. Right, so. Yeah, months into the school year. Mm-hmm. He was late seven days. And late could be one minute. I could be dropping him off right. and they closed the doors and now, you know. Right. So I'm taking him to the bus and he's and I, and he said to me, oh, for lunch today, I have lunch detention. I said, why? What happened? What'd you do? He said, well, I was late to school too many times. I said, you were late to school too many times. So they gave you lunch detention. He said, yeah. I said, what's that going to teach you? That you have to go now sit in a different room and eat lunch? How does that make you feel? He's like, I don't know. I just have to sit in another room and eat lunch. Mm-hmm. What's the, like, what's the... Well, it wasn't only that. I got a pop-up on my phone in the middle of the day that said um, disciplinary incident for Ian. With And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, that you see that pop-up on your phone and yeah. you're like... Like, who do you hit? What do you do? I'm like, what happened? Yeah. I'm freaking out. And then I, so I, I push it and it takes me into, you know, the portal, the parent portal. And it says excessive lateness to school lunch detention. <laughs> and I'm like, you just gave me a heart attack over my kid being late too many times. First of all, there's all kinds of transportation issues with the buses and everything. Like there's a shortage of, of you know, so like sometimes we get there and we think the bus has, has come and it hasn't yet because it's 20 minutes late or whatever. So I'm like, fine, I'll drive you or... I just, yeah, I went like that scared the shit out of me. And now he has like a discipline file. 
because right. he was late right. too many times. He has like a letter in his file. I, I don't know. It's just yeah, and all crazy. The punishment crazy. is he sits in a room and has lunch in a different room. Right. Like I, I just don't. And I guess like, did anybody say like, is there a reason you're late so much? Like, is there something we can figure out? Oh yeah, or? sure. I yeah, know. yeah. I know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. I had a bunch of school things, but again, we'll save that for some. I guess yeah. another yeah. episode or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Are we? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we'll just end it there, I guess. Yeah. Write and review, please. Please. That we would love it. It would be mean so much. You could do it right now. It takes just a moment. Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Wait a minute. Oh, there shit. was one more thing I wanted to say. Oh, boy. <laughs> you asked, what rules for yourself would you like to adopt and make part of your lifestyle as we keep getting older? So what rules should we follow for the rest of our lives? And I just want to end it off by saying, just keep doing our own thing and what works for us. Mm-hmm. And I think we're doing a good job of that. I do and too. I think it will keep getting better. Yep. That's it. I love it. I wanted to end it off with that. I love it. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.